Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Ezra Hashem, today's Amud and Masechus Brachas is Memdalit Amud Beis, 44b. We will be starting from the top of the page, first words in the page, Amr Yitzchak Baravdimi. We're going to have three sections in today's learning. The first section will deal with the bracha of Shehakal and Borinafashos, which foods it's appropriate to say these brachas over. We'll have a debate. Second section we'll deal with is foods and their benefits that are afforded and the preparations associated with them. And final point we'll discuss is what's the psak regarding drinking water, the bracha that we make, see before and after perhaps, in terms of the psak based on the machlokas in the Mishnah. So, as is Hashem, let's get started at the top of the page. Rabbi Yitzchak Baravdimi said in the name of Rav. Rav is Rabbeinu here. Over eggs and pieces of meat, or types of meat. So, before eating them, you say Shehakal. And afterwards, the Bracha Achroina is Bari Nefashas Rabbis. Avil, but says Rav Yitzchak, but says Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi, Yarka loy. When it comes to vegetables, they are not significant enough. Rashi learns to warrant a bari nefashos after, so you don't make that brach. You don't make a bari nefashos after. Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak says, Afilu yarka. Then no, vegetables also would warrant a bari nefashos. Avil maya loy, but water is not significant enough. You don't make bari nefashos after drinking water. The third opinion of Rav Papa Amar Afilu Maya that even for water you'll say Bori Nefashas after. Now L'chair, as we'll see in the bottom of the Amma, this is only when you were thirsty, otherwise L'chair you wouldn't. Okay, so we have these three shitas regarding the psak of when you say Bori Nefashas. The first sheet, Rav of Dimi says only after eggs and meat, but not after eating vegetables. Rav Yitzchak says even after vegetables, but not after water. Rav Papa says even after water, you'll say Bori Nefashas. So what's the psak? Marzutra avid ka Rav Yitzchak bar Avdimi. So Marzutra followed Rav Yitzchak bar Avdimi. He wouldn't say bori nefashas after vegetables, perhaps also after water, only after meat and eggs. Rav Simi bar Ashi avid ka Rav Yitzchak. Rav Simi bar Ashi followed Rav Yitzchak, meaning to say that he would also make a bori nefashas after vegetables, but not after water. And the Gemara says, V'simnech, a way to remember which shita paskin, like which opinion above, chad kitre v'trei kechad. So Marzutra, which he only has one name, he paskin like the fellow above who had two names. Like the Amora of Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi, that uh, you only say bori nefashas after eggs and meat, but not the other items. V'trei, and the shita who has two names, which is V'simi Barashi, followed kechad, like Rav Yitzchak, the Second opinion, you only make Bornefashas after, or you say also Bornefashas after vegetables, not after water. Gemara tells us now, Amr of Ashi, Anna, Zimna Dechimit Karna, I, when I was reminded, or when I remembered, Avidna Kekulu, so I would do like all of them, meaning regarding all of these foods, the meat, eggs, vegetables, water, all of these things, I would say Bornefashas after eating these things. Says the Gemara Tanan, there's a Mishnah Maseches Nida. We're going to see his challenges of Papa. The Mishnah Nida says, Kol she'ta'un bracha l'achar, of anything that requires an after bracha, ta'un bracha l'fanaf. It also requires a before bracha, a bracha before. V'yesh, but the Mishnah, Memdaladim would base. But V'yesh, there are certain things, she'ta'un bracha l'fanaf, they require a bracha before. V'ein ta'un bracha l'acharav, they don't require a bracha after. Now this second part of the Mishnah is going to be a challenge. There are certain things that only require a bracha prior, but not after. 
So Bishlam, the Rav Yitzchak Bar of Dimi, Lafuke Yarka. I could understand Rav Yitzchak Bar of Dimi holds you don't make a bar in nefashas on vegetables. So that's what it means. You make a bracha before a fadama, you don't make a bracha after a bar in nefashas. But Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak would also interpret it, Lafuke Maya, that it excludes water. Because you make a shahako before, you don't make a bar in nefashas after. But the Gemara says, according to Rav Papa, you make a shahakal and barinafashis on water as well. So what would be being excluded by this Mishnah? What's the Chiddush of this Mishnah in Nidas? The Gemara says, lafuke mitzvahs. No, it excludes something else. Not birkas anen and brachas associated with pleasure, but rather brachas of mitzvahs. You make a bracha before, and you don't make a bracha after. That's what the Mishnah Maseches Nidas is telling us. Why is not a Chiddush? Maybe you should. No, I'll show you some people who did. Ask the Gemara. For the people of Eretz Yisrael, after they would remove their tefillah and mevarchi, they would make a bracha. That Hashem, you sanctified us in your mitzvahs to guard your statutes. So you see clearly they held now, some of the Rishonim learn, by all mitzvahs you make a bracha after. So in the Wafuk what is the Mishnah excluding? Taisus has a little bit of an issue, because Taisus seems to learn they would only do that by tefillin, but by other mitzvahs they wouldn't. So the Gemara could have just said it was by other mitzvahs. But either way, what would it exclude? So the Gemara answer is, Lafuk No, it excludes brachas made over good smells. When you make a bracha over something that's aromatic, you make a bracha before, you don't make a bracha after. My father quoted some Mepharshim that explained the reason... The reason to not have a bracha after, l'chayra, is because the idea to make a bracha after is something stays with you. So by eating something, you eat it and you're still satiated. There is some pleasure or enjoyment that continues on after, so you make a bracha after. When it comes to smells, it's something that's intangible. It's something that's less um, real or something that's less solid in a certain sense. You smell it, it doesn't exist anymore. So that would be the logic, l'chayra, that you don't make a bracha after. What's that? My father was saying this far. Uh, I don't know who he was quoting, but that was the. Uh, so the it's father, an uh, idea. The father's Rebbe's Rebbe, Rebbe, Bachanitzkov, mm. said that that's why you don't make Havdalah and Yom Tov. Because it stays with you. Because it stays with you. That's interesting, I hear. It stays with you. It's, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Because Yom Tov stays with you. Yeah, I don't know if that. that okay, I hear. I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, now the Gemara does here, it says, the second section, we're going to talk now about foods and the benefits that they afford. Very interesting. Now we're going to get to a bit of a shtickle cookbook we're going to go through now. I believe it's in Marsha. I think it's in Marsha when it talks about, in, in um, Gittin, when it talks all about the refuas that are brought there. I believe he says, if it's the Marsha, if I remember correctly, one of the Mepharshim there definitely say, that the reason the Gemara will sometimes talk about things that seem to be not halachic related, very agadita, refua, or preparation of food and the benefits associated, is to show dekulaba. It's to show that everything is involved in Tyra. It means everything has relevance. All chachma, everything is associated with Tyra. So I would apply that here as well for sure. Anything that is the size of an egg, meaning a cooked item, as we'll see momentarily, that is the size of an egg, beya toiva mimenu. The egg is considered greater than it in terms of its nutrition. Meaning if you have an egg and you have something that's the size of an egg of a different food item, the cooked egg is considered superior in nutrition. Ki asa ravin amar, when ravin came, he said a similar idea. He said, tova be'asa, did I skip? One second, I skipped. No. Yeah. Ki asa ravin amar, tova be'asa migulgeles mishisa kaisi sulta. 
Beasa, yeah. Are you in? You even have a yud in there? Mm, be Beasa, Beis Yud Ayin Saf Aleph. Oh, Beasa. Yeah. Ki Ravin Omar. When Ravin came, he told us the following. He said, Tava Beasa Megolgalta. Better is a partially roasted egg. Now, before I speak out, it means it's liquid form still. So it's like a very light roast. That that's actually much better, and this is much more superior. Mishisa kaisi sulta than six measuring cups of flour. So it would mean six lug of flour. Now there's six bayim, there's six egg sizes in a lug, which means that an egg that is lightly roasted is superior in terms of its nutritional content than 36 egg sizes of flour. Ravdimi said a similar idea, like you just said, that an egg, a lightly roasted egg, is more superior than six lug of egg-sized flour, of, of, of six lug of flour. And matvisa, if it's a more roasted egg, a fully roasted egg, it's hard already, so it's only more superior than four lug of flour, so apparently you lose some of the nutritional content and you cook it more. And mevushalta, like we said before, if it's a cooked egg, kol shahu, if it mevushalta kol shu kebeya. So then anything is considered like an egg. Be, sorry, mevushalta kol shu kebeya. If it's cooked, any other food item that's the size of an egg, beya toive menu. So again, the egg is superior to it. That's what we mentioned before. Labarmi bisra. Besides for meat, meat the size of an egg is superior I, to an egg I'm glad, uh, I'm glad they that is cooked. Because I said I think that meat would probably have. That's the Gemara, Zakt. Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah said a Chiddush. He said that if you eat uh, roasted vegetables, and it is your Mezainus, it acts as a sustenance, you make Birka Samazan after. So the Gemara wonders, where do we find roasted vegetables act as Mezainus, as like a sustenance? So Mervashi, yeah, there is an example. We're talking about the stalks of cabbage. Stalks of cabbage have great nutritional sustain, susten, sustenance value. You would actually Birka Samazan according to Rabbi Akiva. We don't pass in this way, I believe. When you say stalks, you mean leaves, or you mean I the think the core stalks, or the core? The hard part, the stalk in the middle, I believe. Okay. I imagine. Okay, now the Brysa tells us eight rules about foods, and we'll go through each of them and explain them. Tanarabban, Azak the Brysa. Techol, when it comes to the consumption of spleen, spleen of an animal. So, Yafilashinayim, it is beneficial to one's teeth, Vikoshilabnemeayim, but it is detrimental to your intestines. We'll go through each of these momentarily. Kreishin, leaks. Kashin l'shinayim is the opposite. They're negative to one's teeth, but they're beneficial to your intestines. Three, kol yerek chai, raw vegetables, moirik. They cause you to become pale. So it causes the blood to drain, you become pale. Four, vechol katan, anything that is underdeveloped. Rashi learns meaning it's like it hasn't reached its stage of maturity. If you eat those foods, maktin, it stunts your growth. It's a negative thing. Vechol nefesh, and number five, any entire creature, Rashi learns, a live creature that's eaten intact, it resuscitates your soul. Gives a, it gives back uh, energy to someone that's weak. We'll see later. And anything that is close to the soul, we'll see what that is later, it also resuscitates your soul. Cabbage is good for sustenance. It gives you a sustaining-like quality. Vitradin and beets, lerfua, is good for medicine, for medicinal benefits. And finally, eight. Woe to the house, which Rashi learns means a stomach, that turnips pass inside of it. It has very detrimental effects to a person's stomach. 
What does that mean? Literally means woe to the house that the turnip passes inside of it. That means the stomach. Yes. Lift on. Lefes. So the point is, we have eight statements. Let's go through them now. Amar Mar. So let's go. Number one. First thing we said was, Techol yafel Spleen, beneficial to the teeth, but it's detrimental to the intestines. So the Gemara says, my takante. So then what's the solution? How do you consume it that it benefits your teeth, but it doesn't hurt your insides? The Gemara answers, Chew it and spit it out. Then you'll get the benefits that it has to your teeth, and it won't affect you. Beautiful. Two, the second rule we said was creation kashin was the inverse. Leaks are detrimental to the teeth and beneficial to the insides. So my takate, again, how do you benefit from this inside but not hurt your teeth? So the Gemara answers, Cook it a lot so that it softens and you don't have to chew it and then just swallow it. So it won't damage your teeth and it'll benefit you in your intestines. This is uh, mamish, unbelievable over here. What was again? is a, is a spleen. It's called That's spleen. An animal, right? No, spleen is an organ. One of the organs oh, inside an is animal. called the spleen. Oh, an oh yeah, yeah. We're not talking. You can't eat a person. That's not a, that's not a vegetable. Either. No, no, no. Call is a spleen. Yeah. Everything else I think is yeah, yeah, yeah. Call no, well, no, not actually not. We'll see. Call yerek We said raw vegetables cause a person to become pale. And Rabbi Yitzchak, he says this is a specific instance. It's b'seudari shayna shel acharakaze. They used to believe in the practice of bloodletting. They thought there was medicinal benefits. You take out the bad blood if someone's sick. So what we're saying it's negative. It causes you to become pale is if it's the first meal you're eating after bloodletting that has this negative quality to it. You shouldn't eat those raw vegetables. But otherwise, l'chayra, it's not bad. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak continues on this note and he says, Used to be they would eat breakfast. The first meal was four hours into the day. Say 10 o'clock in the morning. So anybody that eats these uh, vegetables before breakfast, before four hours, it's the first thing you're eating on an empty stomach. So there's two issues. Number one, Asrla Sapari Menu. You're not allowed to talk to him. Rashi says it creates bad breath. If you eat these vegetables on, a, on an empty stomach, it gives bad breath. You can't talk to him because it causes bad breath that hurts, damages, bothers other people. Yeah. <laughs> so my time, what's the reason? Gemara says, because of the smell. He says, the second issue with this is, it's prohibited for the person himself to eat these raw vegetables before four hours. And the reason is because it also causes you detrimental uh, problems, meaning physically for yourself. So there's two different issues. One is that it gets, causes bad breath so other people aren't, shouldn't speak to you, and the, so that's why you shouldn't eat it. The other is it causes you personal issues. The more tells us a story. We're sitting at a, at a, a meal, or they were sitting in the morning. So someone brought these raw vegetables before four hours. They hadn't eaten yet. And Marzutra didn't consume it. Amrle, the other two rabbis, said to Marzutra, "My daitich, why is it that you're staying away from? What's your shita?" Maybe it's because we know the first statement Rabbi Yitzchak said, which was, "If you eat these vegetables, you can't talk to him because it has it creates bad breath." The problem is, but we're we've eaten, we've eaten this, and you're talking to us. It means clearly that's not the issue. So why are you refraining from eating it? So Amr Lusi said back. I held like the second statement of Rabbi Yitzchak. It's also for yourself because it causes you some sort of a detrimental health ben- health with yourself, and that's why I stay away from it for my own health. All right, let's move on. The fourth statement in the Brisa was Kol Katan Maktin. If you eat an immature creature, something that hasn't developed, it causes your growth to be stunted, it causes you to be small. 
So Amr of Chizr, of Chizr explains, even if you eat a kid goat that is a zuz, it's expensive, it's worth a zuz. Rashi explains these were fatty kid goats. Since it's not developed, even though it's fatty, it tastes good even, it has this issue, it stunts your growth. But Velay Amar and the Gemara qualifies, El Deles Beiriva. It's only if it didn't grow a quarter of its growth yet. If it grows a quarter of its growth, 25% of its growth, there's no potential issue and you could eat that without problem. Five, the, the Bryce said, Kol Nefesh, Meshiv Nefesh. Any intact entire creature causes resuscitation for the person who eats it. Some of Papa, a filu gildi de begili, even the swamp fish. Apparently, these little fish they used to swim around in the swamp between the grasses or whatever, small fish that people used to eat them whole, this apparently has great value in terms of uh, causing resuscitation or health benefits for a person. Similarly, we said the sixth point was, whatever is close to the soul also resuscitates a person. What is that referring to? It's the meat near the neck. What does it mean it's near the soul? Because that's the place of shechita. That's where the soul leaves the body, you could say. So if you eat the meat, the neck meat, what do they call it? Gergalach, right? They call it. What's it called? You call the the neck of the chickens. What do you call that? Not gergalach? What's it called in Yiddish? No, it's not okay. It sounds like it. Something like that, anyways. (laughs) So anyways, that that meat, it's near where the soul emerges, that has great... Qualities of giving resuscitation. And the Gemara tells us, I'm really Rava. Right. It's not the meat, though. But I hear. Rava used to say to his attendant, When you're bringing me a piece of meat from the market, bring me from the place of the bracha. Means when they made the bracha over Shechita, bring me the meat from that area, cut the neck, because there's great qualities associated with that. Okay, now we, the seven points of the Brisa was Kruv Lemazin Vitraidin Lerafu. We said cabbage has great quality of sustenance, and Traidin, uh, which is beets, has a quality of uh, Rafua. Has a quality of Rafua. So the Gemara says that implies Kruv Lemazin in Lerafua It implies that Kruv doesn't have the Rafua quality. The problem is, we learned in the Brisa, Shishadvar Mirapinis Achayla Michalyoi. Six things heal a person who's sick. And and it's a real refuah, meaning it won't come back. What are the six things? So one of them is kruv. Clearly, kruv, cabbage, has this medicinal benefit. The trade in and beets. Umeisisin. Umeisisin is pennyroyal. Rashi uses a word that the Laze Rashi translates as sug shel na'ana. Nana, nana is a mint. Uh, yavish, which is dried out, the Gemara says. Devash is really yavish. They change the girsa. The cave of the stomach of an animal. The haras, the womb of an animal. The aseras hakavit and the diaphragm. But the point is, eating kruv, car- car- a, a cabbage, As apparently does have this medicinal qualities. Elaimus, yeah. rather, the brisa means to say is kruv aflimazan. It means to say is. Not that it's only for Muslim, meaning even Muslim, meaning refuah, it benefits, and also for Muslim, it also benefits. All right, the eighth point we said was, Woe to the house, the turnip passes amidst it, meaning it's bad for your, it's bad for your insides, it causes you problems. Is that true? Rava said to his attendant, When you see a turnip in the market, don't tell me what are we going to eat tonight for dinner. means purchase it because right. we're going to eat that with bread tonight. Mm-hmm. That is going to be what we're eating. So clearly it's good for you. So Abaye says, Abaye, 
If you cook it without meat, so then the detrimental effects of turnip are definitely felt. But if you cook it with meat, apparently it breaks the negative effects, and that's, that's, and that's that fine. That like uh, I imagine so. Rava said it's only if you don't drink wine after eating it. But if you drink wine after eating the turnips, it won't cause issues. It's my Gemara says a related discussion. Rava Marmibli Basar, again, if you don't cook it with meat, but if you cook it with meat, it's okay. Vishmul Amribli Eitzim. Shmuel says another thing here, which is if you don't cook it with wood, meaning if you don't cook it extensively, so it could cause you damage. But otherwise, it's okay to consume. If you cook it extensively. For said again, like we said before, is if you drink wine after, it will take away the effects that are negative. Ravah said to Rav Papa, Rav Papa was a beer merchant, Rashi says. Mm-hmm. He was a beer merchant. So Ravah turned to Rav Papa and he said like this, Sudni, the beer merchant, you're the beer merchant. So we take away the negative effects of turnip by cooking it with meat. And drinking wine after. Atun, but you're of Papa, you don't have a lot of wine, you have beer. Mm-hmm. So how do you take how do you break it? How do you take away the negative effects? So Merlay, but means wood. I cook it extensively and that also has the same benefit that it takes away the bad parts of this turnip. Like the wife of Rapapa, Basar de Mavashla, after she had cooked the turnips, she would cook it again with 80 large logs of wood, meaning she would make sure to well cook these things so it didn't have any negative effects on the consumers. Okay, Tanarabana, let's move on now. The Bryce teaches us as follows. Is that because that went into the beer or no? No, nothing to do with no, the beer. Nothing to do with the beer. So Unrelated. He just didn't have wine, apparently. So that's. Okay. All right, now talk about herring a little. Tanarabon and Zakta Brais, the Doug Cut and Maliach. You see this? Small, salted fish. Pa'amim Shehu Mamis. It could even kill a person. There are times that it could cause a person to die. Which means, like this, the Gemara illustrates. Beshiva, if you eat it seven days after you began salting it. Beshiva Asar, or the 17th day after salting it. Uva Esrim Beshiva, or the 27th. Fa'amilah Be'esrim Beshalish. Some say the 23rd. So if you eat it on the day, one of these days, Chas v'shalom could cause someone to die. But v'loyamar, and the Gemara says, that would only be an issue. Ela b'matvi v'loyamati, if it was only partially roasted. Avamat v'shapir, but if it was roasted well, eislan ba, nothing to worry about. Or v'loyamat v'shapir, and even if it wasn't roasted well, v'loyamar nal v'loyashas sebastrei shichra. It's only an issue if you don't drink beer after. V'loyamat sebastrei shichra, eislan ba, but you drink beer after, you got no problem. So drink beer with your herring, and you got no issue. Now with the herring, I have to bring beer. You have to bring beer. Let's continue. Okay, we said in the Mishnah, if somebody drinks wa- water because he's thirsty, this is this last section, we'll discuss water now. So we said, as Machlekes, Tanakama said, you say, Shahakol, and Rabbi Tarfan said, you say, as a pre-bracha, bracha rishayna, b'renefashas. So I'm Idi bar Avin, lafuke leman, lafuke, sorry, so what is it excluding? Oh, I sorry, I skipped. Lafuke mai, so the Gemara says, what is that excluding? It means, what time are you drinking water that's not for thirst that you wouldn't make a bracha? So Rav Idi bar Avin, lafuke leman, turning to memheim od alef, dechanakte umtza. If he had a piece of something stuck in his throat, and he wanted to just drink water to clear it out, since there's no taste and you're not thirsty, you wouldn't make a bracha. But Taisvah says, if you would use something else, like orange juice, that does have a taste, so even if you're not drinking it because you're thirsty, like we know the halacha is, you would still have to make a bracha. Okay, let's finish off here. Rabbi Tarfan said the, the bracha rishayna for water is barinafashas. So I'm going to Rav Chanan la'abayi, va'amila la'rav Yosef, orator of Yosef, hilchesemai, what's the halacha? What bracha do we say regarding water? So I'm going to lay, so he said back, 
Go see what the people are accustomed to. Meaning, check what the custom is, and that's what we'll do. And Rashi explains, the minog is to say shahakal before drinking water when you're thirsty. And afterwards we say, So therefore, that is the minog lemaisa that we do today. Hashem, we finish the sixth parak. We'll pick up tomorrow with the seventh parak in Memhe Omud Aleph tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.